Welcome to the IMO podcast. Honest and open conversations with care leavers. Hey, it's Chris with the IMO podcast. Now I'm recording this in early December, so all the adverts on the telly are about Christmas. Every post on social media is someone's Christmas tree and everyone is talking about where they're going to spend Christmas this year. For loads of people, it's a really exciting time of the year because they'll be with their friends or their families. But for many children in care and care leavers, Christmas can be a bit of a tricky time of the year. So in this episode, we're talking to three care leavers about what Christmas is like for them and what their Christmases in the past have been like. If for you, Christmas is just not your favourite time of the year, it's totally understandable and we've got some tips to help you make the best of it. If you're feeling a bit worried or wobbly around Christmas time, don't forget that if you're in care, leaving care, living away from home or working with children's services, the Children's Commissioner for England runs a free support, advice and information service. It's called Help at Hand and you can call them on 0800 0800-528-0731 or you can Google help at hand and it will come up. So let's get started. First up, we hear from Elle. So Elle, I'm talking to you whilst you are at university and we're talking on the day that lots of students are heading home. What are your plans for Christmas this year? Uh, so I'm staying here right now um, and then next Thursday so it'll be the 10th um, the 10th I'm getting a test and then I'm going home to my foster parents but uh, I'm isolating at home for a week um, in a in my like I like to call it my shed but it's not actually a shed um, it's like my room obviously if you see my room tour on YouTube you'll know what I'm talking about but I'm going, um, I live outside of the house, if that makes sense, but I'm isolating, self-isolating there and then get, getting another test before I move back into the house with my foster parents, if that makes sense. It, that makes perfect sense. What a palaver though, what a palaver. So you're going back to your foster carers for Christmas. Is that a common situation for care leavers to be able to do that after university? I'm told not. Um... I don't think that's how it normally happens, but I'm really lucky that, you know, my, my foster placement is my family. Um, so going home to them is, oh, I sound a bit emotional there, but yeah, no, going home to them is, they're my family. So, yeah. <laughs> Historically, what have Christmases been like for you growing up? Uh, Christmas, quite difficult. Um, I always really struggle around Christmas. I find it's the time where I am the most wobbly um, and my emotions is like a roller coaster. Honestly, I start December and I'm a huge Christmas fan. Don't get me wrong. I love going to like celebrate loads of different things. With my family, I go to Winter Wonderland every year. That's a new tradition since I've been with my family. Love Winter Wonderland. Um, yeah, I absolutely love it. And like just Christmas films, like the weather at home with a blanket. I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. But I, I find it really hard, especially at uni, actually. I, I think the main problem is around school and university, being around your friends. Because all of your friends are having a huge, like all of my friends here, having huge family Christmases. Um, obviously not this year, I wouldn't have thought so. But usually everybody's having a massive family Christmas. And, you know, they have 
grandparents there, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins. Um, they get to see all of their best friends and, you know, it's it's really homely, whereas family to me is quite is quite difficult to ascertain which my family it is. Um, and getting my family together, there's no chance, absolutely no chance of my family getting together at Christmas um, because of different people's relationships, because of my relationships with them. Um, some of my family I'm not even in contact with. So uh, I find it really difficult at Christmas because everybody it is such a family time. Um, and I, I always look back and it's, it's a time of reflection, I always find. Um, and looking back at it and thinking... Oh, what like what mistakes did I make here? What mistakes did I make there? Um, and I always find it's I don't know it's quite a sad time for me because it's it's sort of remembering everything I've lost. I guess uh, is the only way I can put it. But when you yeah. say wobble, that sounds a really good word. <laughs> I, I can yeah. I can really relate to that. But tell me more a bit what that what that means. Like what are the what does that wobble look and feel like to you? <laughs> So that is that is the term coined by my foster mum as a wobble, which is a bit of an unstable moment, whereas you have a kind of panic, but you don't really understand why you're having a panic. So for me, whenever I feel an emotion, um, Rachel's really good at saying, OK, how, how do you feel, though? What actually is it you're feeling? Um, and I take a step back and say, I don't know, I'm panicking, I'm having a wobble, I don't really understand what's going on. Um, yeah, I have, I have a lot of wobbles. I tend to have a lot of panics um, and not understand how I'm feeling, uh, especially around Christmas. It's really confusing. Of course, of course. Has having had a stable foster placement for the last two and a half years changed your relationship with Christmas at all? Yeah, I normally I I quite enjoy Christmas with them. Um, it's a very different kind of Christmas normally, and this year it's going to be very, very different. I expect a few wobbles coming as well, um, because for the last two years we've been in France for Christmas, in the Alps. Being out somewhere completely different, where I'm surrounded by different things and new things and exciting things to do, it distracts me from sitting at home, having a traditional family Christmas that I... I've never really seen as being a thing. I mean, Christmas has never been really a happy time when I was little. Um, and I don't think that's changed since I've got older. Um, that being said, I still love the whole, like, when you go to school or when you go to uni and you, you have mince pies with your friends and you have Christmas parties and like you make a roast with everybody together. And I love being close with all of my family and friends, but um, I think it's a bit of a different meaning, if that makes sense. <laughs> Do you ever think about, as you get older, what you might make Christmas for you in the future? It's a good question. It is a good question. I'm not sure is the answer. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know if I will be able to just sort of not be able to think about it. I will always think, oh, you know, what if I had my family around me? What if I had a giant family Christmas? I feel like I'm getting, it gets easier every year. And I think, oh, you know, this year's not too bad. Obviously, I was out in France last year um I I have kind of come to terms with the fact that this year is going to be a wobbly Christmas um for various different reasons so there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that when you say I feel wobbly over Christmas they're going to go me too I hear you Elle so what thoughts or advice could we give to anyone listening that is just anticipating the Christmas wobbles I'd say stay around friends, 
stay around people is the best thing that I would say. Um, for me, if I'm sat on my own thinking about it and not doing anything, I'm just sat watching TV for a few hours and I don't have any plans, uh, it, it tends to be much more intense of a wobble um, than, oh, I'm feeling a bit rubbish today and it happens to be Christmas and I haven't got a family and I'm missing out on all of this. Um, so distracting yourself, honestly. My foster mum and I are probably going to have the biggest conversation when I get that, catching her up on absolutely everything that's happened. Obviously, you can do it over FaceTime, but I don't think it's quite the same. No, it's not the same. Um, and so much happens in the first term of university, doesn't it? Yeah. So much yeah. has happened. <laughs> yeah. It's a completely different life to what I thought I was going to have, so... Oh, that chat with your foster mum sounds <laughs> yeah. like it's going to be really, really special and something to look forward to over the Christmas period. Elle, thank you so much for talking to us on the IMO podcast. Really great tips from Elle there. Now over to Michelle, who is talking to Jojo. We're recording this in early December and Jojo, I am loving your festive background. Soon as November hit, I was like, the tree is going up. I think Christmas is going to look quite different this year for most people. How are you feeling about it? I feel like so many people, when we think about Christmas, it's such a joyful holiday, but a lot of people don't think about people that are in care. A lot of people now get to feel like what it's really like to, you know, have the experience of being a being in care at Christmas and, and, and kind of being alone and spending Christmas with people that you don't know. Can you share a little bit of what that was like for you? Christmas is one of my favourite holidays, so it was really hard, even the lead up to Christmas. You know, you want to do fun things with your families and you want to have those relationships and you want to, you know enjoy this holiday as much as possible and when you're in those care homes or just semi-independent placements it really is hard and it's it's you feel like neglected and and as if no one's there for you in the lead up towards christmas in my past homes where we'd have a group like a house dinner and just kind of like have fun and just be a bit normal sometimes being a care leave you don't feel normal you feel a bit like the odd one out is there anything you would like to share with care leavers who are listening into this over Christmas? We're all going through this. This Christmas, I'm not going to put such a heavy heart on not having that magicalness because the year's been taken away because of this whole pandemic. The fear of missing out, having FOMO, don't worry guys, like, we're going to get through this. Everyone's going through it at the moment. Thank you so much, Jojo. And can I just say I'm loving the fact you've had your Christmas tree up since November. Okay, right, over to David now. Now, David is slightly older. We thought it would be good to speak to a care leaver who has got a few more Christmases under their belt. So David is 32 and we're off to Glasgow. So, David, you're up in Glasgow studying to be a social worker. It's just coming up to Christmas. Where are you going to be? This Christmas, I am going to be with my wonderful friend. Um, she ha- she invited me last year before all the lockdown issues. Um, and it was really lovely just to spend time with her because I was friends with her daughter in high school. Um, and since then, it's been a flourishing friendship. Um, so that's where I'll be this year. And you were there last year as well? I was, yeah, which was um, extremely nice. Um, I... Before that, had been going to other Christmas events with friends and with um, Who Cares Scotland, 
Um, but there was always, always a sense of um, impropriety to it. Not from them, but from me. I felt like I shouldn't be there because I'm an adult. Um, so for that year, my friend had offered and I thought I need to try something else and try and find somewhere I'm comfortable. And yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful time last year. Hopefully this, this year it won't feel guilty because of lockdown, but I, I am part of their uh, bubble, is it the government call it? I'm part of their bubble. So, um, so yeah, it should be really nice. For the record, anyone listening, David will not be breaking the law. We're very clear on that. All of you people listening, thinking, "What's he gonna do?" Um, so, when you get to when you get to Christmas, or as Christmas approaches, like historically for you, has that been a time where you kind of worry about it, or it feels stressful, or it feels positive? Like, what what do you feel as Christmas comes up? So, Christmas, um, Christmas is a mixed bag of emotion for me. Typically, as I imagine it is with everyone, but it comes and goes because I get really excited about it. And I remember all the times I was excited as a kid. And then it becomes a sort of nostalgic roller coaster of that was really good. I had a really bad year that year. That was really good. I got robbed that year. That was really good. Um, and continues like that. Um, but this doesn't happen over just December. Um, the Christmas panic starts at just after my birthday in September. So it's like three months of worrying over nothing. Um it's a really beautiful time of the year, Christmas, as we all know. But for me, just the, it's just a constant panic for those couple of months leading up to it. Um, and that whole thing of what do I buy people? Um, should I buy people? Because I'm not their family. Um, like, how much do I spend on them? Are they going to buy me? Which is never an expectation. No one should have to buy you a gift. It's just that, obviously, in Britain, we have that culture of exchanging. Um, so, yeah. A bit of a panicky time, but also a very exciting time. So you t- you talked about panicking around um, feeling like you shouldn't be there. Have you had times where you've worried where you're going to go for Christmas? Yeah. Um, so I spoke about my friend inviting me last year. Um, that's because I had had um, I had made a decision not to go along to any of the charity events uh, because of my age, and. I just, it would have been the first year I'd ever been alone by myself on Christmas. Um, so I don't think it was a, a worry, but it was a set realisation that I was going to be just me in my house. Um, and that was a really saddening, saddening time. Um, quite a sober, a sobering um, realisation. Um, and I just kind of got really, really quite um, down in the dumps over it, if, if that's making sense. Um, absolutely so not a panic or a worry but just quite a depressing realization that i was actually going to be alone for the first time and i well i went into care in 14 i'm now 32 so 18 years um and that would have been the first time i'd ever been alone luckily as i say my my wonderful friend invited me but for for a good few months i was like oh what am i going to do um I'm not even Christian or anything, but it was just a really sad thought to think of spending such a big holiday by yourself. So, when you when you look back, um, you know, coming coming into care at fourteen, and you know, all those Christmases, and thinking like now as you're a social work student, what do you think um, a lot of people in care or care experienced people might be feeling around this time? Okay, so obviously I can mainly speak from my own point of view, but from sure. friends that I've interacted with and people that I lived with in care, there was a real 
it was a bit like um, the stages of grief and loss. Um, there was a, there was always a sense of anger. Um, a, a lot of my friends were really <clears throat> um, not messed around, but they had a good back and forth where their parents would say, "Oh, you can come home for Christmas." The local authority would say, "Yeah, that's that's totally okay." And then two days before Christmas, or even sometimes on Christmas morning, the plans would be cancelled. So a lot of my friends that I, I had to witness a lot of my friends crying on Christmas morning instead of excited and happy. Um, and I know that after leaving care, a lot of the friends who I was still involved with, they it kept going for years. They were really excited. It was the only time of the year they would see their brothers or sisters and the plans would drop at the very last moment. So there was always a sense of um, there was a sense of dread for the lead up to Christmas, um, because they were logical people and they knew this was going to happen, but they were also really hopeful people and thought it wouldn't happen. So there was dread, there was anger, there was depression. It was, and it wasn't over a sense of months. It was over like a week of all these emotions just condensed into one. As you enter social work practice, what kind of things might you do as a social worker when you think about the children and families you're working with at Christmas? Okay, so um, training to be a social worker, this has been one of my biggest things, is how do I take my own experience and come up with positive um, solutions? Um, And is that okay to do? Um, But one of the things I've been thinking about Christmas is... um, up and down the country, there's been this real boom of the the Christmas dinners um, for care experience and care leavers. Now, um, if I can, I would love to have the young people I work with go home to the families they're with or just have a really lovely Christmas in the children's homes or the foster families because, you know, Christmas is a time for normalcy. It's a time for tradition. And I would love that to happen. But obviously, I know it can't always happen. So I think the biggest thing I could do as a practitioner is find out all the resources that are available, um, such as the Christmas dinners, which are fantastic, um, or just what money's there available from the local authority, which we all know the purse strings are always tight, um, and use that to make sure the young people have as good a time as they can because, like like I've just explained, it's such a mixed bag of emotions coming up to that holiday And I'd just like to try and remove some of that pain. Any tips you've got for, we have people listening to this who will be in care, they'll be thinking about Christmas. Any any tips for someone listening, just thinking, how do I handle the the next few weeks? Okay, absolutely. So one of the biggest things I come across, um, and I still come across it even with my really nice friends, is uh, a sense of uh, um, imposter syndrome. Um, these lovely people have invited me into their home or I've got friends that are in touch with me but I feel like they shouldn't have to I feel like I should have um, my own coping mechanisms my advice would be that that is total nonsense people love you and people want to spend time with you and as much as there will always be a niggling little voice in the back of your head saying you shouldn't be here or um, making you feel uncomfortable for being in someone else's home they've invited you in or if you've not been invited into someone's home, there's people in touch with you. They're doing that because they want to. And I think the thing to remember is humans are inherently generous and inherently loving. Um, and as much as there's been a lot of bad times for many care experienced people around Christmas, these people aren't the ones that did bad to you. 
these people are the ones trying to be a friend. Um, so just try and fight that urge to say no because mm. it's such a such an isolated time of the year that just trying to be with people will often lift your spirits. And I think that's the biggest thing I've found over the past 18 years. You've got to let the love in, right, where it's there. You've got to, you've got to take it and, and, and receive it. <laughs> Massively, yeah, um, because you're constantly questioning yourself as to your own self-efficacy and your own self-love. So if someone else is offering you love, take that with both hands open. So, David, thank you so much for sharing your story. And uh, I hope you have a really lovely time with your friend this year. So there you have it. Thank you to Elle, Jojo and David for talking to us on the IMO podcast. Now, David mentioned the Christmas dinner scheme. We will put a list of all the places that are doing that on our website, imohub.org.uk. And if you're feeling a bit wobbly or alone, don't forget the help at hand number we gave you at the beginning of the show. Wherever you are this Christmas, we hope you're able to enjoy it as much as you can. And we wish you a happy and healthy new year. Thanks for listening. For more stories, experiences and advice from others in care, visit imohub.org.uk. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at imo underscore latest. <laughs>